hey, if you're, if you're listening to this, ever, me, cut out like the first three minutes. Take two. All right, and then we're just gonna, you know, I don't need to clap again. I was gonna clap again, but I don't need to. Oh, that's fine. Do your fucking research before the goddamn podcast. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We're running and gunning this episode, man. Mm-mm. Okay. Bum, 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 do, do, ka, do, do, ka. There we go. All right, guys. How we doing? Welcome to another episode of the StoryWorks Podcast. I am your host, Zach Gosen. I'm your co-host, Andrew Hall. And we are at episode 31. The dirty 30s. We're in them. Not physically, of course, mind you. Not yet. Not yet. We're not in the raging 20s anymore. The roaring the 20s. roaring 20s? No, nah, we're, we're about to hit like the Great Depression part of the roaring 20s. You're not wrong. <laughs> Today's topic does have a lot to do with um, depression. When you're sad. Negative emotions. Yeah. We're talking about Birdman. It's me. I'm the Birdman. Not Harvey Birdman. No. Not, not the attorney at law. Not. We're not talking about the attorney, no. Not, not today, at least. Not today. Maybe sometime. We're talking about Michael Keaton. Good old... Old Batman himself. The good old, old Batman. Uh, this ki- this role is just kind of, like, insane uh, in general. Yeah. I don't know how Alejandro, the director, approached Michael Keaton with this role. Um, I mean, it's blatantly obvious, right? I mean, it's just, it's like, just like, hey, it's I wrote such this a movie about you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Come on, come on, dude. And then, yeah, he was like, oh, yeah, no, this is good. This is really good. This is really good. This is really good. I really like the character that you've written here. I really like it. I really like it. It kind of speaks to me in ways. I I can't feel what it is. I I don't know exactly what it is. I can't put my As he's talking in his own head, he hears Batman 89 telling him, like. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, you should definitely take this this fucking movie. We're going to get back on the market with this one. Dude. We're not done yet. <laughs> I for, he's literally coming back as Batman eighty nine in the new Flash movie. Yep. Life imitates art. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's fucking funny, dude. That's actually really fucking funny. Michael Keaton, a beautiful man, a great man. We love him. Um Alejandro wrote a uh, a hyper realistic version of who uh, a washed not a washed up actor but like an actor who who is known for that kind of superhero portrayal yeah. how yeah. that can define their career and their life very much so yeah and it's just like perfect I mean no it's it's really good like the delusions that you build up and like the yeah resentment kind of for the thing that made you yeah it's kind of fucking crazy it's really cool um 
there's so many angles in this movie, man. I mean, there's just so much going on, and it feels like it moves so fast because it, yeah. it, the way it was shot. I mean. Yeah, no. One of my favorite things about it was how, um, like, the tracking shots were done. Like, yeah. you know, following them around the theater. Can you imagine? But, like, the tracking shots were done in a way that, like, was showing that time isn't uh, relative. Yeah. In a way. Like, it, like it, it'll be, you know, them walk, like, dude walking away from a scene, and then he walks from that scene into, like, the actual, like, rehearsal of the play. Just it like took me there. a couple set Like, the first two times that they threw that at you, I was like, damn, dude. I was like, what is happening? We this really, is kind of... Yeah, it does really just throw you around, and I feel like that really captures what it feels like to work on a production like that. Oh, for sure. You know, I mean, you're just working and working and working to get that shit going and it's like and it's day and night. They're on Broadway, dude. Yeah. Everything is like timed to the second and everything is so tense just I don't know, man. I loved it. it the movie sincerely hooks you within the first 5 minutes like oh, yeah, I was sure. entirely entranced. For sure. It starts with Michael Keaton floating in the air, dude. Man, it's just levitating. He's just, he's on another fucking level. Now, now what it is, like, the like the, those kind of shots where, like, things are floating and, yeah. like, he's defying the laws of nature. I'm still kind of wondering, like, where, like, what the inspiration was for that. I really thought it was cool and it was really effective. I think but, it, it kind of goes to the whole... Like delusions of grandeur. Okay, you know gotcha. I mean? Yeah, no, I can see that. Just a heads up: we literally just watched this. We're movie. still decompressing it in our heads as we are recording. Like, the end. Yeah, the ending has a lot. Uh, it's so tense. I'm still decompressing from it, and I'm still processing a lot of the messages because there was just so oh yeah, absolutely much packed in here, dude. So many. Just fantastic scenes. So many fantastic characters. Yeah. No, they were all really good. Like, all all of the actors were phenomenal. Fucking Michael amazing. Michael Keaton did really good. Edward Norton. Edward Norton, dude. Wow. Phenomenal. Zach Galifianakis was really good, too. He did so good, and I've never seen him in something like... Like, so serious of a role. Yeah. I mean, this is like... This This film can definitely be comedic, but... It take it gets serious at points, like the and comedy, he's a serious character. The comedy moments in the movie are almost like black comedy moments. It's not like yeah, it's like morbid stuff that they're laughing about. Like, yeah, like uh, at the end of the movie, uh, yeah, he's Zach Galifianakis is like laughing, and uh, there's a character who's like, you know, is this is funny to you? And he's like, no, this is. This is great. This is awesome. Oh my god, yeah. You know, what just happened has like put us on the face of everything. When it was definitely not something that's He's like, great. we're going places, you and me. He's like, I, I can see the future. Yeah. And it's like it's so like what happened was terrible, but like because his, how he's reacting to it, it's like black comedy. Yeah. No, yeah, for sure. And it it kind of speaks to his character a little bit and to 
Michael Keaton's character. Um, For sure. Because they had those sides to them throughout the film, you know? But Keaton's changing drastically towards the end of the story here like yeah. for sure oh yeah definitely um dude like goes through the hero's journey or some shit man yeah, like <laughs> it's some kind in his of, own head i was gonna say it's some kind of bastardized version of the hero's journey yeah dude i don't know man um just great themes in this thing um oh for sure i like the father daughter dynamic yeah mm-hmm. as well um Again, Edward Norton's character just as a whole. Holy shit, dude. There's not a lot of like good people in this movie. No. Most, yeah. I mean, like a lot of the main characters we're dealing with are fucking horrendous. Edward Norton's character is a scummy piece of fucking garbage, dude. He's terrible, actually. Oh, I hate him so much, but I also love to see him on screen. Yeah. Because it was a great performance. Edward Norton is just good, man. And you didn't know, you just didn't expect what the fuck he was going to do next. No, absolutely not. Wild character. I mean, so is Michael Keaton's character. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And their chemistry is great. Oh, absolutely. I love it. The way they just like, toxically fed off of each other in the yep in the movie the young pretentious theater actor versus the old movie action actor, blockbuster yeah. movie star from the 90s who's like trying to come into theater you know what it kind of feels the like clash. almost it almost feels like uh batista like tr- trying to transition from being like a WWE actor. Oh wow! Into being like a respected, yeah, uh, like, dramatic actor. I f- I feel like he Batista's no, been, and Batista has done it for sure. He's done it most definitely. You know, I feel like there's some out there still struggling a little bit. Dwayne, don't say it too loud. He'll kick the fucking door down, dude. <laughs> I love to see Dwayne in a movie, man. I'm not going to lie, but you know what I mean? As far as getting cast for, like, uh, range and not wearing a jungle outfit for eight movies in a row. They just keep putting him in the jungle, dude. They're like, let's put him in the jungle. Give him a gray shirt and some pants. And he's going on an adventure. He's going on a jungle cruise. He met a giant monkey. What? He, the movie Rampage. Oh my god! I forgot about Rampage, yeah. dude. Come, come on! How could you forget it? He played what? What do you mean? The character that he played is such a unique character. It's Dwayne Johnson in a gray T-shirt and khakis. Jesus Christ! I don't. Ugh. What do you mean? How could you forget that? You're right. It was incredible. Yeah, I am right. It was Oscar worthy. Yeah, it is. It was even. What about the skyscraper movie? <laughs> He's got to make the jump, man. No matter He's... how impossible it may seem. He's so heavy. He's such a large amount of mass. <laughs> like I've... He's a rock. He's He's a fucking rock. I feel like, yeah, Jesus Christ. Uh, no hate on Dwayne, but like... No, sorry, we're just memeing a little bit. Yeah. Just a, little bit, just a couple of memeing It's just, heads. come on, you know how it is. You know how it is. Typecasting is a real thing. It, it exists, for sure. Unfortunately. 
give the rock a serious role. I'd love to see it. Let's let's give him a chance. He doesn't have to be in the jungle. Put him in like a like a psychological thriller. I'd like to see that. Have him be like. Are we writing this story? Is have him be happening? like a grizzled, on the outs detective. Who's who's like investigating, uh, like a series of like combined arson child murders. Okay, crispy bods. Crispy yeah, bods. and uh, yeah, he just he's he's detecting it. All right, and then and he then, wakes up know, screaming every night. He, he wakes up screaming. He's talking to the families of the victims. He cries. He's crying to them <laughs> while he promises that he will never let another child fall to the same kit thing. And then that night, another attack happens. He says, I can't stop smelling it. I can't stop crying. <laughs> All right. <laughs> every day I wake up. Every day I wake up. <laughs> Yo, so anyway, don't so steal our idea. That's no, copyright. come on. That's an, that's an intellectual property. You can't take that. This is IP. Yeah, you didn't hear it here it's, it's proprietary if you're watching this you're actually agreeing to this an is a, nda yeah, this is a verbal contract we can't talk about it <laughs> we're gonna make a lot of money from this hit me up Dwayne. personally all right jesus DM me. <laughs> how did we get here how did we get on Dwayne? um so we talked I about said, batista yeah no because i said that like birdman is kind of like how he is Gotcha. Right. Think of like Batista transitioning from WWE wrestler to like drama actor. Yes. And then we transitioned from that into The Rock. The bridge exists. You know, we got there on a. There's degrees of separation. It's fine. There's layers. There's layers. It's fine. Like ogres. Ogres have layers. It's not happening. It's not. We're not. It's not a Shrek tangent. Onions have layers. This time. Birdman has layers. Birdman has layers. Oh my god, he did so good in that like performance, though, of just being so unsure, but yet so yeah. confident that this is what he needs. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Just absolute crisis mode. No, the dude is literally yeah. The whole movie is a midlife crisis for this dude. Absolutely, dude. Absolutely. He throws everything he has at this thing. Yeah, yeah. He throws all his money at it. Throws all his friends' money at it. Yeah. Honestly, I'm gonna just go ahead right here and say, spoiler warning. We're just we're gonna talk we're about going it. We're going in. We're going in. Fucking see this movie. Go watch it. Um, I didn't get to shill for it. Yeah, where can so, you watch I mean, it, dude? Um, oh, I don't know. Where can you watch anything that we watch on this fucking podcast show? Um, HBO Max. Give huh? me a fucking subscription permanently, please. I'm begging you. Say the name five more times. HBO Max. HBO Max. HBO Max. HBO Max. HBO Max. Now they have to. You're contractually obligated. This is a verbal contract to anybody. To anyone. Out there. Anybody. You have to give me a free HBO Max subscription. <laughs> if somebody would like to donate on behalf of HBO Max. <laughs> Hit me up. We can just keep doing this podcast. Yeah. On, it's just an HBO Max podcast. It's, you know what? No, no. We need actual <laughs> HBO to contact us for that one. Okay. <laughs> But here we are. Anyway, yeah, Birdman. Watch this shit on HBO Max. Check it I, out. It, it won two Oscars for a reason. This this did win um, Best Screenplay and Best Picture. 
that's really cool because I yeah. didn't even I didn't even know about it until you like you mentioned it to me like a couple of months ago. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I didn't like I wasn't following the Oscars at the time. Really. I don't think I was either. Um, but it it caught my interest because I knew it thematically had to do with like the Keaton Batman kind of relationship. Yeah, yeah. Um, never got around to it until yeah. I was, you know, recently I had I had rewatched Batman '89. Yeah, and then Birdman kind of popped into my head, and I thought these would be great because it's just, just to it's just them. perfect. It's perfect. I think Birdman is just like an alternate universe sequel to Batman '89. It fucking is, dude. It's, it's like the it's, meta sequel. It's literally they just couldn't use Batman, so they made him Birdman. Yeah, dude. Birdman's. Real gritty, dude. Yeah. Which, and speaking of, um, like, licensing. Yeah. The end of the movie, when they show, uh, the fucking, like, there's, like, the drummer, like, the drum line going, and then they have, like, uh, performers on stage, and the, you see, like, Spider-Man and Bumblebee uh, Tony Stark and yeah, you Iron Man. you see all of these like licensed characters, and yeah. I'm just like, what? That had me fucked up for like, a second. How do you not have Batman in this? Yeah, like <laughs> they're just I don't know, I don't know. They're like Batman wasn't here. It's just a Birdman. Yeah, <laughs> it's it, Universe B, dude. Literally. Yeah. Um, I really like that scene. Did that happen after he capped himself? Yes, because that happens. And then um, everybody's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Great job. Oh, my God. It's like the menu, um, but reversed yeah. audience expectations versus performer expectations. Yeah, exactly, like, yeah. The audience um, was like, oh, shit, that's hard. Yeah, that happens, and then they all leave, and then it shows like this like dream sequence of... Yeah. Like performers on stage, and then it shows like a meteor flying through the sky, and then he wakes up. You made a good connection with that, too. The, the meteor falling. Yeah. At the beginning of the movie and at the end of the movie, uh, well, the climax of the film, I should mm-hmm. say, um, they show a scene of a like meteorite or something along the lines hurtling through the sky just burning yeah and uh i interpreted that to just to be like emblematic of himself burning out yeah i didn't really think of that i was just like all right you know because he's he's washed up he's trying one last time to get himself into the limelight or he's gonna burn he's he's putting everything that he has into it he's gonna burn up if it doesn't work yeah for sure I mean, even at the beginning, um, when when Birdman is talking to him, he's like, "How how did we get here? Yeah, in this shithole." Yeah. So it's like, um, he's got he's got his own inner like turmoil about turmoil, it. regret, um, probably just the feeling of you know he's fighting with the feeling of just <laughs> Birdman's like make another make Birdman, another Birdman. Make we can another make Birdman, Birdman four, and then there's the the. Uh, Japanese interviewer who's like Birdman yeah. Four, yeah, you're making Birdman Four. I, I love that interview scene because he's so frazzled and he just doesn't know how to how to respond yeah. correctly. He's like, wait, what, 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 what is happening? No. Like, no, this is why I said no to Birdman Four. But Bird, Birdman Four. 
what does the one lady say to him? She's like, is it true that... I can't remember, but it's like something incredibly out of pocket. Okay. I like I think it's like are you using like bull testosterone to like uh make your skin look younger or something like yeah, that. Yeah, no, yes. And he And he's, he's like, like he's no. like what the f-? He's like who t- where did you hear that? And she's like, "Oh, on Twitter from user like uh-huh. prolapsed fate 782. Yeah, right. <laughs> he's like, like, what, what the fuck no. are you talking about? No, I never did that. And she's like, great, I'm going to put down that you're denying the allegations. Allegations. And he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. That's yeah. not... Just, I have no comment. Jesus Christ, man. Yeah, I love the chaos of that. The chaos of the whole movie. Yeah. When he goes to his first scene. Dude. Oh, my God, dude. I can't remember the name of the Ralph. actor. Ralph. Oh, Jesus. Good old Ralph, man. Was that too much? That was too much. That I was too much. I can tell by the look me. on your face, man. I was just, I'm trying to give you a range. I'm trying to give you range. And then Mike, and then he's he like, gets I, up I did immediately. That. Yeah. He's like, I did that. Oh, my fucking God. He tells, tells Zach Galifianakis, he's like, that wasn't an accident. I just love that Zach and Al- Galifianakis is immediately like, hey, where the fuck are you going? Because no, yeah. it happens, and he gets up, and he's like... Yeah, he just walks away. Just walking away quickly. And he's like, oh, no, 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 I made that happen. He's like, what? Keep it keep it close deal. Like, keep it it safe. didn't happen. Keep you know? it safe. Yeah, yeah, right. Shit didn't happen. It's not real. It's not real. He's going to sue the fuck out of us. Get rid of it. Make it disappear. And then... um. Fucking Eddie Nort comes in. Good old Ed. Fucking Mike. Oh my God, he's such Mike. a dick. He's uh, what Leslie's wife or Leslie's husband? I think her or name partner. is partner. I don't know if they're like together, but I think they were like like I don't think they're married. I was gonna say I I know they're together because she kicks him out. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, she's like, oh yeah, he, uh, he can come in and do the role. Yeah, mm-hmm. he wants to. I like when he's like asking who's available. Yeah. Um, and they're just line like listing celebrities. Oh no, they're doing this. No, he's lined up for the next event. He's like, yeah, movie. get me. He's like, get me Jeremy Renner. And he's like, <laughs> yeah. who? Who? Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. He's like, come on, Jeremy Renner. Uh, you know, he was in this movie and he was in this movie and he's yeah. like, oh yeah, no, he's an Avenger too. And he's like, they made him a fucking Avenger. What the fuck? That's so fucking funny, <laughs> dude. I love it. And it's so funny because he's in the MCU now. It's so yeah. good. So fucking good. I love the the way that the set is designed. I like wait, like the theater set or yeah. just like the whole well, the whole thing, man. Like 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 I didn't get to research how they did this, so I'm like, they gotta be on a soundstage, right? I mean they could have for most of like the theater at least. I was gonna say that maybe they shot that in like an actual theater. And then maybe because I'm like, I was also followed. looking for where it was cutting. Well, you know what and, I mean? Well, because that was the whole thing is they did those long cuts. Yeah. There's just places where you have to stitch it together. Yeah. You know what I mean, and it's usually when they go into a dark area. Yeah. And the exposure drops. Drops, and then they yeah. go through a door, and then it's a new scene. But yeah, I I thought to me it looked like they felt they just they shot it in a theater. Yeah. And mm-hmm. like they would walk from like the, 
you know, the artist or the the actor's dressing room or whatever yeah. through the hallways down into the stage proper. And can you imagine the work that the dude pulling focus was doing for this movie? There's no way. I mean, just and everybody. He's, just, he's constantly following them. Like when yeah. they're like even when they're doing like the transitions from like walking from inside to outside, like when uh uh the two main characters are or not the two main characters, but uh, Michael Keaton and Edward Norton are walking down through the street, like in the daytime. Yeah. And the camera is like following them as they're walking. First it's behind, like it's ahead of them. Yeah. Like leading them. And then it like it goes past that drummer. Yeah, I remember and then that. Yeah. Once it pans past them and it comes back, the camera is now following them. Yes. And I was just like, that's impressive. Yeah, no, it they kind of blew me away this whole time, man. <laughs> just actors having to hit every mark perfectly, focus, camera movement. Yeah. Lighting the the need to remove furniture so the cameraman can get to the right where he needs to so be. So there's people working outside of that frame that whole time. Oh man. yeah, for and sure. I just can't it hurts my head just to try and think consider. of that as a director. Yeah. yeah. That shit's insane. So I mean, it's, saying, it's the same dude who did the Revenant, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, huge, you know, these he, giant long shots, big long shots, yeah. and like make like he he puts in the effort to make sure that the camera can be exactly where it needs to be. Yeah, like like we how we discussed in our original episode, you know, he the first five hours of the day they spent just rehearsing until golden hour hit yeah, that perfect like, All right, sunlight. We gotta go now time to get this in one take yeah. <laughs> it's fucking that's, or we gotta wait until tomorrow oh talk about a fucking experience so both of these both of those movies very very um what do you say just challenging yeah just challenging difficult experiences to film. but like totally worth it for the end result i mean yeah. it adds a whole another layer to the movie um ogres have layers birdman has got layers him, got him got uh, him <laughs> It's fucking good, man. Oh, absolutely, dude. I loved this movie. Um like the relationship between uh what's his name? Uh it starts with an R. Michael Keaton's character's name. Dude, yeah. <laughs> I was looking it's, up the it's cast. Like and not it's a, just Birdman on his nice. fucking... It's cuz his name is not something that is common. Yeah, it starts with an R. Um Birdman but him and his daughter. That's not the that's right fucking Birdman. hilarious. It's a rapper, dude. Here, I got you. Um, but yeah, like the relationship between him and his daughter was like really good, and how dude, yeah, um, they like fed off of each other in negative ways, but they also yeah. were, like kind of craving the each other's in the life. You know what I mean? That's how it was the whole movie, and you finally get that payoff. His at name's the end. Riggin, by the way. Riggin. That's what it is. Yeah. It was a, it's a weird one. It's unique, though. I like it. But yeah, like him and his daughter, Sam. Yeah. Uh, just have a pretty combative relationship. Very much. Pretty so. much the whole movie, but it's because. Emma Stone did fantastic. Yeah. As well. His daughter. Yeah. His daughter's Emma Stone. So, like. You, you know it's going to be good. She, she's a great actress. We love Emma Stone. I love Emma Stone. 
Pugh, Jim Carrey. Are you watching Emma Stone? Oh my god, <laughs> the fucking Jim Carrey "I Love You" video. I forgot that fucking existed. <laughs> oh my god. Um, but no, she did phenomenal. Her character was like, um, she just got out of like rehab. Yeah. Uh, just trying to. Get her a dad job. was never there. Like he was very absent throughout. Her life. He was filming Birdman, dude. One through three. Doing all the Birdman movies, man. Getting that fat stacks. Getting that clout. Hell yeah. And they made Birdman 3 and everybody fucking hated it. No more Birdman. No more Birdman. Um, But yeah, so like they, he kind of is trying to keep an eye on her and make sure she's sober and everything. But she very much is still acting out in oh, yeah. ways that are not exactly healthy. Oh, yeah. He catches her smoking pot, but then, like, he yells at her for it, but then immediately lights the joint himself and hits it, like, twice. Very, very... Uh, very parental. Very parental of him. <laughs> yeah, for real, dude. Um, That's an amazing scene, by the way. Like, yeah. That whole interaction. She unloads everything on him. Yeah. And I thought that she was going to say sorry because, I mean, her acting was fantastic. She didn't say sorry, but you saw it in her face. Yes. 100%. Right after she said it, you could see, like, the emotion welling up. It was amazing. It was great. She was like, I said too much. Yeah. Yeah. And then she says, you know, dad. And he just. Yeah. And then she just leaves. She walks down. He's like, I'll take that. I was like, yep, that seems about right. I was so upset when her character started uh, flirting with fucking Mike. Well, and that's another thing that I was kind of leaning on when I said that, like, she's acting out in dangerous ways. Yeah, for sure. Because he's not a good guy. He's he, not well, like, guy. there's that, but also he he constantly finds her on the roof where she's, like, yeah, dangling over the edge of the building. That like high because sensation, she yeah. she wants the adrenaline rush because that's the closest she can get to a drug. Yeah, dude. Yeah, she's she's definitely struggling through because she does go to rehab too during one of the time skips. Like they yeah. talk about, she's just getting back from rehab. Yeah. Um. The his wife his his, the, his ex wife yeah. in the movie. Oh my god, dude. Sylvia, Amy Ryan, and I, I, I think I'm correct in this. The last time I saw her was in the office. Was she I'm in the office? I'm pretty sure she's in the office in the later seasons. Hmm. Um, and that's the only thing I've seen her in. She did. She was fame. in the office. Holly Flax. Fucking Holly. Yep. Yep. I don't know her from anything that I've seen. Yeah, that's all I've seen her in. So to see her in this, she was, was in the Wire, great. which I've heard is like really good. Everybody, yeah, yeah. Should we watch the Wire? It, would you believe me if I told you it was on HBO Max? Free, free, free. <laughs> subscription. Because I mean, that was an HBO original. It was, yeah. Back in was. the back in the old the before times of no streaming services. Back in the before times, when you had yeah. to like when you would call and say, "Hey, I'm I want to pay thirty dollars a month to have like four extra channels." Yeah, just run movies all day. These are the before times. Ah, uh, now we have cable two. Ah, uh, cable. Yeah, right. If cable's so great, why didn't they make a cable two? 
Psych. Uh oh. <laughs> Oops. All all subscription services. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, Amy Amy Ryan did great. She was um really she she worried about Riggins. Yeah, no, she Riggin. she Riggin. Yeah. She played the role of a um ex-wife who still cares like, yeah the, like that ex who like you know that it can never happen again but you still hold that person in your heart right and you want to see them doing well yeah. for themselves and she's not she's just watching him not do well for himself at all yeah and you she's see like that. you got to do stuff for your daughter man yeah at the same time she's also like yeah no why don't you get involved and it was Interesting, because that moment when he tries to say, "Hey, you know what? You're doing really good," and then she just like, brushes it off. Yeah, she brushes it off, and that she's trying, she's trying to get rid of him. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then he's like, "What's that smell, dude?" She he knew. She threw it in a jar of peanut butter. Yeah, dude. She was. She heard the footsteps. That's kind of hilarious. Rest in peace, that PB dude. Bro, you're not trying to get fucking edible high off of some PB Sammies. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I actually throw all my roaches in a <laughs> jar of peanut butter. It, Shake it, it up, put it in a microwave for like 20 seconds, reactivate the THC. and <laughs> What happens to the peanut butter when you do that? Um, so, I mean, I worked in a place um, that I won't name for now uh-huh. uh, that had a dessert option, I guess you could say. Dessert. Where they would... Um, Put peanut butter. They would put a jar of peanut butter in the microwave for like thirty seconds. Oh, and then spread it onto a um, dough. Oh, oh, okay. With jelly on it. Mm-hmm. Um, almost like a little bit of a pizza. Almost like a little bit of a peanut butter jelly pizza. Yeah, right. And then they would just put that in the oven and cook it. They put the plastic in the microwave. No, no, no. Well, yeah, the plastic would go in the microwave. Yeah, no, they would just they would stick a jar of Jif in the microwave. All right. <laughs> it gets like fucking liquidy, dude. It's it it's kind of gross. Oh no, <laughs> we don't we we don't do that. It's kind of gross. We don't do that. But anyway, yeah, that's all you have to do. You just microwave it for 30 seconds with 45 roaches in there. It's got to be 45. It's, it's just that's the, the right blend. Number. Yeah, no, that's the blend. That's too too blend. little and you don't get enough. Too much and you die. And you die. <laughs> we walk a very fine line in this world. Oh. Holy shit. I really, uh, one of my favorite things I think I have to say about it is also Riggins' relationship with Mike. Yeah. Because the way that they fucking come together, and it's like, um, just just that younger, fresher talent versus the older. Yes. Very and so. literally, it felt so good when Riggins punched him in the mouth. Like, I was yes. so happy about yes. that. Dude, he stole his whole story. Yeah, that was fucked up. I hated that. And he, like, scoffed at his story when he told it. Because they have this weird, like, almost jealousy, admiration about each other as well, I feel like. Yeah, like, he, like, the, like, Mike 
thinks that Regan is like he respects him as like an actor, like a a, a movie actor. Movie actor. But he's yeah. like, you're not a theater actor. You're not yeah. me. Yeah. He said, this is my He said, you're just coming in here trying to make yourself feel better. Jesus. When I go out onto the stage, I put everything out there. Yeah. And yeah, he does. Yeah. Oh, my God. Speaking of, Naomi Watts' character was fucking great. Leslie? Yeah. I loved her a lot. Absolutely, yeah. I felt really bad for her. Me too. That scene was terrible. I was gonna bring that up, dude. I yeah. was like, "Fucking oh, stop!" Like cool. that's he's you're gonna, bad. You're he's... gonna fucking you're gonna rape a woman in front of an audience. Ah, uh, like he's a fucking freak, dude. He's a he's like she's like what? You couldn't get it up for six months, and then you try to fuck me in front of eight hundred people. It's because everything. I'm I am truth on the stage. When he's getting drunk. I gotta really be feeling it. Yeah, he's drinking The first gin. preview that they have, and he fucks it entirely. Oh, this movie's a roller coaster with his production, dude. It's, it's good. It's wild. It's really good. It is. The fucking underwear scene. Where he comes in the aisle, and he's still... Fucking he doing does the, the whole thing. performance with a finger gun. Oh my god, that was wild! And everybody was like, you know, that was really weird. But I think people dug it. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> and just dude, the whole theme of the play is like exactly what he's struggling with. Yes. Why do I At always the... have to try, like, beg to be loved? Yeah, and he just, I, it, he's like chasing that admiration again. It's like no wonder he is like doing an adaptation of this book. Yeah, and that's I love that part about it too. They're like nobody's gonna want to watch this. The fucking critic scene, dude, dude. Fuck that critic. She sucked. She said, "I'm gonna kill your play," and I haven't even gone to any of the previews. I'm not even gonna go see it on opening night, and I'm gonna write the fucking worst review ever, and I'm gonna get you fucking kicked out because that stage. Should be used for better plays than what you're fucking doing, you piece of shit. It's so she puts him in the dirt, dude, for a second. But I thought he came back pretty yeah. good. He He's came like, back oh, pretty good. Oh, oh, what do you got here, huh? Oh, what do you got just here? Just in a paper. This is just a label. This is just a label. Oh, look here, we got another label. These are just your opinions. That's like your opinion, man. That's like your opinion, man. <laughs> I'm a fucking actor. Yeah. What did you work for? Speaking of acting capabilities, the scene, it's like when they have the fight, forgot to bring that up, when he pins him up and he starts talking about his like alcoholic Dude. father and shit. Yeah. And he and breaks like down. Crying. I was like, oh, he's having a break. And then he's, he's, and like, he's like, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. He's like, I can, I can act, you fucking dickhead. I can lie too, bitch. Oh, my God. I loved it. Michael no, Keaton I, really, really... He's, he's really good. This is, like, yeah, best performance I've seen. Yeah, for sure. So Because, I mean, I think the last time that I saw Michael Keaton in a movie was fucking... Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. Did you like... I, I like the, the Vulture I liked and Vulture Spider and Spider-Man, yeah. but it's also, you know... It's a Marvel movie. <laughs> you can only get like so serious 
with a Marvel movie. Yeah, you're, for sure. Especially when like your char- like you're you're the antagonist to a character who is just quipping on you the entire time. What up, you little bitch? Oh, look at me. I'm Spider-Man. I don't know what Empire Strikes Back is. Oh, man. That is Homecoming. <laughs> Do love Homecoming. Oh, yeah. No, I love we like Homecoming. Tom Holland's I like Tom Holland's Spider-Man. But if you're wanting like a legitimately like powerful performance from Michael Keaton, yeah, it's Birdman all the way, dude. Birdman. Actually, I lied. It's his appearance in Morbius. Son of a bitch, dude! I forgot that was a fucking thing. <laughs> I don't even know what's real in that movie because I, you know, I'm not gonna. Uh, You're not gonna you... I don't know if I can really get into Morbin time, my dude. Jared Leto is sad. He's crying. He's gonna send a severed pig's head to your front door. Oh, dude! Stop! No. <laughs> He's gonna go back into Joker mode. Yeah, he's oh, gonna he's gonna get fuck. damaged, tattooed on his forehead in real life. Please stop the grills. And he's gonna make another like thirty seconds to Mars song, and then he's gonna send you like a recording to your door that is just him going. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> oh my god, dude! No, <laughs> Joker gang. Not Joker gang. Um, but yeah, no. Birdman. Birdman is like Michael Keaton's like best role that I've seen him in so far, for sure, one hundred percent. Oh my god, that was violent. That was a violent one. He's dying. He's dying live on air. Oh, look, just a little. <laughs> there's a little tiny guy. I feel like there's a cock in my throat. Oof! 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 Oh, okay. After nearly dying for the eighth time in my life. Also, but no, I loved how, like, she was like, oh, the, to, you know, bring it back to Birdman. Yeah. Uh, The critic was like, oh, I'm going to kill your fucking movie. It doesn't matter. That's the scene we're talking about. And then it goes to, like, the opening night, and the first act ends, and everybody is like, holy shit, this is so fucking good. Yeah, I was really happy to see that there's like actual well reception. Everybody was like, "Oh my god, this is phenomenal." I really like I like is the second act going to be as good as the first act? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can just hear people gathering outside. And then yeah. Oh, it was. Dude, uh yeah. So, I thought he was going to like kill himself like 3 times in this movie. Yeah, when he's um, like when he like jumps off the roof. Yeah, I thought that was like credits. Credits? Is that how this shit ends? And I, then definitely when he fucking shot himself, I was like, yeah. "Oh my god." And then when he jumps out of the window. Yeah. The end is very very open. The whole movie Like I'm still processing no, the yeah, end. No, yeah, the whole movie is very vague about what are and what aren't his delusions yeah because by the end of it he's fucking lost it man well yeah because i mean like it opens up with him levitating and moving things around yeah um when he after his they have he has the fight with his daughter and she leaves he spins the one case around with his mind or whatever yeah like, right, when he right. Hits the joint and then yeah he's up on the he fucking he gets drunk and then wakes up 
and then imagines himself levitating up to yeah. the roof. Yeah. And then he's up on the roof. Yeah. And everybody's like, oh my God, you're going to jump. Don't jump. As in, it's like Birdman is just narrating this like yep. comeback of Birdman in his head. And like, it's. Fun. And the lady who's like a, on the rooftop of the other building across the street, she's like, is this real or is this for a movie? Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, a movie. Yeah. And she's just like, you all fucking suck. My God, dude. All you types are fucking dickheads. Uh, and then, yeah, the, the one dude comes up and is like, hey, man, are you okay? Yeah, yeah. And then he just fucking sprints off and starts flying through the city. I know where I have to go. <laughs> I was like, he died. He's dead. Well, and then it cuts to him. You know, he lands yeah. in front of the theater and he walks inside and then it cuts to the fucking taxi driver who's also right there who's hey. like hey he didn't yeah. pay he didn't pay so he's just absolutely delusional at this point like yeah it's the height of a manic well episode. and then he has like his like the breakdown moment when he yeah. starts destroying everything in his room he fucking wrecks it he's yeah. like thinking that he's moving everything with his mind it's nuts and then by like by the time uh zach galifianakis walks into the room yeah, it cuts back to him, to him, and he's like destroying things with his hands. Now. Yeah, mm-hmm. Well, fucking wild, dude. I it's it's just it's so good. It's just so good. It really was like phenomenal. The fucking end, like they definitely made him look like he was Birdman with his like face wrappings. Yeah, when, like when yeah. he's not dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when he's when he looks in the mirror and he's like taking them off. Yeah. So, what do you feel about the ending? Like what? What do you how, how do you feel about it? Um it's very like open to interpretation, yeah. I suppose. Um I like I'm not sure if it's like a, a hopeful or happy ending. I don't know because like he's kind of being validated for his actions which are like not necessarily good see that's not good and i don't think it he wasn't really excited by that anymore no because zach alfanakis was saying like yeah you're on the map this is great and he was and just he's like, like oh yeah yeah no this is what i wanted very unsure you know yeah so i don't know like what because yeah because i mean the whole movie, he's being told by his ex-wife to, like, hey, be a dad to your daughter. Yeah. He even uh, sells the house. Yeah, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I need to refinance the house that uh, we were going to give to her. That's fucked up. Um, so I feel like the, mess- like the message of the movie is that, like, the- like this form of, like, ideation obsession yeah where like you need the approval of the masses you need to feel like you're you know above it all right is toxic and like damaging to to people i think is the message i i totally get that and that that ego yeah so that 
when when you say uh, be above it all, that makes me think, you know, like, so what? He goes over to the window, and then he like after after denouncing Birdman, saying bye bye, yeah, fuck, fuck you, off. yeah, bye bye, fuck you. He goes over to the window. He looks at some actual birds flying in the sky. Yes, opens it up, and you for the, for the first time you just hear a bird chirping, not. You fucking yeah. pathetic yeah. worm. Like we were gods once. Yeah, we were kings once. <laughs> um We were birds once. Can we, we be birds twice? Can we be birds twice? Uh so he he takes that in for a moment, just the sound of the birds yeah. chirping. And he I think he cracks a little bit of a smile or there's yeah, just no, some it's kind like, of brevity. Yeah, it's like he's getting a breath of fresh air for the first time in in decades yeah because you know the scene of him and you know you mentioned it when we finished watching it earlier the transition from him waking up or you know the 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 shot in the room starts and it's so warm yeah and yellow and yeah because his family's there and his best friend's there and they're all talking to him and you finally get that moment with his daughter where they actually connect yeah and she's like oh i'm gonna go get some uh she's like here are these flowers these are these are the flowers that you wanted that you wanted me to get at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, yeah. I finally got them for you. And he's like, I can't fucking smell them. Yeah, he's laughing while he says it too. Yeah, he's like, can you believe it? And she's like, oh well, I'm gonna go get a, a vase. I'm gonna go get a pot to put them in, like to put water in. Yeah. And while she's gone, he gets up and walks into the bathroom, takes his bandages off, sees Birdman. His his new nose, his Owen sh- Wilson nose, shot his nose off. Yeah, because he fucking brought a real gun to set. I was fucked up. I was like, okay, this is where we're going. Dude's he was on like, his Alec clip. Baldwin shit. <laughs> I just destroyed him. That shit's wild. Yeah, but for real, man, but he no, loaded like, a whole goddamn magazine yeah. up, and then he. Pointed it at people. Yeah, like I mean, they actors like and stuff. Zach Galifianakis says to him, "He's like, you're gonna get hit with a brandishing a firearm charge. There's no avoiding that." Yeah. Yep. But we're going places, baby. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, it's just a little thing. No, no, that's don't fine. worry about. That's it. fine. Don't even. It's it's no problem. God. Um. But yeah, so he takes the bandages off, and then he sees Birdman. He says, "You know, bye bye, fuck you." And when he walks yeah. back out into the hospital room, it's cold. It's just super blue, yeah. Yeah. It's like really blue. Yeah, for sure. And then he walks over to the window and he opens it up and he like Yeah. Has like one of those moments. Yeah. Just sees he sees the birds and then yeah, he jumps out. But it's like so there's there's sirens at the bottom. Yeah, you and then hear sirens. His daughter comes in and she looks down and it's like she doesn't see him. And then, and then she, she looks, looks up, up and then she smiles. Yeah. And then even while the credits are rolling, we notice that you can hear well, during like over like cuz the entire movie ah, we didn't even mention the score, yeah. Yeah, there's just there's a drum beat going. And I think the drum beat kind of comes up whenever Birdman is like coming out to talk. Usually. Gotcha, yeah. You know what I mean? Because like most of the time they show it. I think the only time they don't really have, or or, or rather, the drum beat comes out when uh, 
he's going through like an episode kind of. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. With his, Where he's it, having it really like goes emotional, with his emotions. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. he does it when he's talking with Mike on the on the street and you yeah. see the drum line. When he's walking from his uh, dressing room to the stage, he walks. I thought it was very weird that there was just a man in the hallway playing drums. Yeah. I felt like that. So I think that was kind of like decision. a hallucination of yeah. sorts. Yeah. Um, so I think the drums kind of represent his psyche. Yeah. Kind of. Especially yeah. when like it starts to get like extremely frantic. It, that like at the end when he's out the window. It's yeah. like and it's coming in pulses at the yep. end almost. It's yeah. pretty wild. It, incredible score. Yeah, I've never really heard a score utilized like that. It's yeah, just Yeah, for sure. And it definitely keeps makes the movie you, rolling. it makes you think too. Yeah. It makes you think about what the score means. Exactly. How yeah. it impacts like how how important it is to the characters. For sure. For sure. But yeah, I don't know how the ending is. Well, like what I say you you mentioned above it all. If he's uh, if he's like metaphorically above it all up there and above it all as she's looking up at him and he's above it all, but yeah. you don't see what he, you don't see where he is, where you don't see is, what happened. Yeah. It's Did he jump out the window? Did he kill himself? Yeah. And is that is is that him at the end of his journey or yeah. is it just really metaphorical at the end to where it took him to get to that point to be above it all. Yeah. To where he's like, I, I don't, I've done what I need to do. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that, and that's a a more hopeful. I try to be, you know, I wanted him to be a better person because you get protagonists like this in stories where they're like, deeply flawed. Yeah. But you also want them to to overcome it much like uncut gems. Adam Sandler's character. Yeah. See, I, I still have not seen Uncut Gems. Just a good example of a piece of shit that, like, shows emotion and, like, you can tell that there's something up. Yeah. Doesn't scratch the surface as much in that movie, but they still it's are there. just... yeah. Yeah, it's something that they're just struggling with. I saw... um, Not to take away from your point, but yeah. I saw a fucking post the other day that was, like, you know, the enters a room, says something, refuses to elaborate, leaves. Yeah. I saw one of those that was like, be Adam Sandler. Oh, God, yeah. Make, like, shitty movies for 20 years. Yeah. Make, <laughs> yeah. make one movie where you're, like, actually acting. Right. Go right back to making shitty movies. Refuse to elaborate. <laughs> yep. He's got the strat, man. He does. It's kind of wild. And he's right back to it. Now. He's got <laughs> another movie coming up with the Safety brothers, though. Same Does directors. He? Okay. Um, so maybe we'll get a, a little more a little more. <laughs> a little more out of him, you know? That's exciting. Get a little exciting. inspiration. But yeah, I, I really I I like but also hate mm-hmm. how open the ending is. Me too, because you want to know uh his status. Yeah. Like, I'm just I just want to know is he's he gone through is so he, much. Is he just you know, a pancake on the ground, or is yeah. he, you know, a big, you know, bigger man than he was at the start of the film? That's what I that, that's what I hold in my heart. That's what I hold in my heart. Uh, you guys, let us know in the comments for sure. If you've seen Birdman, what do you think? What do you think happened at the end? How do you interpret the messages throughout the movie? We definitely want to hear your guys' thoughts. Oh yeah. Um, I'm giving this movie a fucking it. It's either a nine point five or a ten out of ten. I was gonna say I I think I'm like nine nine point five. Yeah, 
I, I'm going to give it a 9.5 because I'm I'm eager to watch it again. Yeah, even I want to check it out. A I want time. to take all of it in again because of how much happened and and it's just it was it's a really incredible feat and I really enjoyed yeah. the time spent with all the characters. Oh yeah, it was super fun. I would really like to go in and and check that out again under a more analytical point of view. Yeah, for sure. And um so so what are you thinking? Like 9, 9.5? Yeah. I I'm thinking probably about a 9.5. Okay, cool. Watch I really Birdman. enjoyed it. It was really really good. Uh it's the it's cinematography was super well done. So good, dude. Score was very fun and uh um, I never just just drums like yeah, as a score. It, draw, it drew you in, man. So good. Go check it out. Go watch it on HBO Max. Sex. <laughs> Got him. So before we um finish up the episode today, just briefly, I want to I want to yeah. talk to you about your experience with uh Michael Keaton as Batman and what you thought about that role and kind of how it it plays into how this. it influences Birdman. Yeah. Um I mean look man, Batman 89 is a fucking trip. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh my god. Batman Returns is even more of a fucking trip. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and then we truly just got lost in Forever and Batman and Robin. Yes. There's a George Clooney reference in this movie. Wait. And George Clooney was also Batman. He said it once when they were talking about actors, I swear oh, to God. Oh, okay. And it just I just had that connection. I was like, he was Batman too. And I That's I, so I funny. gotta catch the scene again and see how and, yeah, in what like context. How he references him. Yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. Um but I I mean I like I like Michael Keaton as Batman. This is great. Yeah. He's such a weird Bruce Wayne. That's He's the thing. so fucking awkward. Yes. It's 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 refreshing in a way. Almost, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and um, Jack Nicholson's Joker. I mean, you can't. Come you know, on, yeah. Come he's on. a whole fucking thing. Yeah, he he's in a league of his own, man. He's so brutal, yet he's so gaggy. Ha ha ha! You ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? Did you? <laughs> I have. Oh my god. Thank you, Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> Jesus. Does he do that in that video? Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, do you ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? Huh? Oh, Did my... you? Yeah, dude. I forgot I about have. that. <laughs> oh, fucking amazing. Please check out, you know, uh, Tommy Wiseau's going to be the, the new green Joker. <laughs> yeah. Or, sorry. The green, the green do room. Do watch the green room. I was going to say. I, I think I was confusing the disaster artist and the room because the yeah. like the poster for the disaster artist was like a green screen. Yeah, with with James Franco in the front. Yeah. yeah, yes, sir. Uh, but watch the room starring Tommy Wiseau, dude. I did yeah. not hit her. It's bullshit. I did not. Oh hi, Mark. Oh hi, Mark. <laughs> the world would be a better place if everybody loved each other. Poetic cinema. <laughs> Uh, and then go watch his Joker audition then, wh- yes, tape. Yes, <laughs> you have to. It's fucking amazing. I love him. The new Joker. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Just um, screaming. But yeah, no, I, I, I like Michael Keaton as Batman, and I'm interested to see him return 
Yeah, so that's one of the craziest things about Birdman to me now is that it's... Because I, I thought for a second when Birdman was talking him up in the movie, yeah, I was like, so is he just going to be like, fuck this play and like sign over, We're gonna, sign yeah, over on like Birdman whatever 4? Whatever I'm doing Birdman 4. But no, he just went like completely manic yeah. off the rails, but in a better way if you believe in like a hopeful note at the end of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I just think it's fucking funny that like Michael Keaton is now stepping back into that it's role. It's kind of hilarious. And even, dude, one thing that I hold my heart to this day, the semester before I graduated at Kent State, he spoke there as an That's alumni. That's so cool. And actually. he fucking ended the speech with, I'm Batman. Oh. That's sick. He gassed himself up from 89 Batman. That's sick. To a fucking crowd of college students, just like Zach Alphanakis is, or, or I think it's Birdman saying it. He's like, if you make this movie, all these fucking like, yep. all these fucking all these like college fucking, kids, all yep. these Twitter eat kids, up. like, eat it up. yeah, dude, isn't it? And it's speaking so much truth to how that's yes. happening right now. Absolutely, they were like, oh yeah, Michael Keaton's gonna be back in the Flash, and everybody was like, ah! exactly, <laughs> dude, foaming exactly. at the mouth. Which I'm not. It's exciting. What it's, are they gonna do with it? Yeah, I don't really. I don't know how they're gonna handle the whole Ezra Miller situation over at DC. So I think from what I've kind of seen is that they're doing like a a soft reboot. Soft. So like certain characters will continue to be like portrayed by like their OG counterparts, but gotcha. so there will be new characters like actors as well like obviously superman's gonna be a new person yeah we're getting superman legacy i don't think they've said any like i know there's a batman movie coming yeah brave and and bold Mm -hmm. i don't know if that's gonna be i have yeah i don't i don't know what it's gonna be i've been seeing like people kind of theorizing that it might not even be like a bruce wayne movie what that's nuts you know it could theoretically it could be like uh, Dick and Damien or something. That would be wild. That would be a, like a wow. That's one way to breathe life into the Batman franchise. You're not so wrong. we don't have to keep experiencing Bruce Wayne. Thomas and Martha get gunned down every 30 seconds. Very good Harley Quinn episode on HBO Max <laughs> about that very experience. Blap, blap, blap. Yeah, dude. Kind of um, crazy. But yeah. I don't know exactly how it's going to play out. Well, I I am, you know, I'm excited to see him in the suit again. Oh, definitely. And it's going to be probably, I mean, no, I'm not going to say it's going to be grittier. Batman 89 was fucking gritty, dude. Yeah, it was. He killed people. He's out here. That's the first, that's the first instance that I've seen Batman kill anybody. (laughs) And Batman returns. Dude, when he fucking, when he kills somebody and then just goes. (laughs) Oh my God, dude. Yes. (laughs) That's all he had to do, bro. Yeah, that that's classic. That's classic Batman. Looking also, the upward shot. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen Val Kilmer's Batman? Like, it's the Batman that's smiling. He's just yep. like, <laughs> yes. Me and Kayla watched Batman Forever and died the whole dude, motherfucking time. Dude, it's so time. fucking funny. Val Kilmer's bat. He, ex- he bat exists chin. as Batman. He does. He, he truly does. <laughs> But we're not talking about Val Kilmer. We're talking about Michael fucking Keaton. Yeah, dude. In in Batman Returns, it really stood out to me because uh, there's a there's a villain with a bomb, 
and yeah. Batman just like places the bomb back on him and kicks him off a bridge and he blows up bye bye bits bye and he d- he's not even almost giving a fuck I'm not phased by that no dude no I don't have to help I don't have I'm not going to kill you but I don't have to save you either oh my god Literally, there's a scene. It's the final confrontation between him and the Joker, him and Jack Nicholson. I can't remember exactly how the scene plays out, but he gets to the top of this tower, and when they're interacting for the first time in this scene, Michael Keaton's literally just like, I'm going to kill you. He literally (laughs) says he's going to, he's like, I'm going to kill you. I fucking love it. And he does. So fucking insane, dude. So many like different storylines where they're like, you know, Bruce Wayne can never kill. If he ever kills the Joker, then he's going to like fall into like, you know, madness. They do a yeah. whole, there's a whole season of Titans that exists where at the start of it, uh, Jason Todd gets fucking, you know, done in. Yeah. And Bruce Wayne kills the Joker. That happens in Titans. Damn. He yeah no he just he shows up and proceeds to beat the shit out of Joker and kill him with a crowbar. That's bad. And then he's like, I'm gone. He's like, I'm done. He's like, uh, I'm leaving. And he like vanishes. That's for what like, Jason Todd wanted him to do. He bro. like vanishes for like the whole season and then comes back at the end. Wow. That's pretty sick. Fuck Batman. Titans be like edgy, edgy. Guess some real shit goes. That's real shit. Yeah. Guess some real shit goes on. I think that's season three of Titans. That's nuts. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Titans. Lots and lots of things. Rest in peace. Not a T. You know the whole pretty much every DC live action property. Lots of things are happening. While we reboot everything. Yeah, for real. But yeah, man, so... I I mean, I'm always going to love Batman 89. Yeah, for sure. Uh, It's fucking amazing. Just a really fun Bruce Wayne. It's a classic, you know, Batman. Absolutely. And, um, you know, Tim Burton had a whole nother Gotham, dude. Like, I really enjoyed the Gotham that he created in that. Um, Fucking Riddler. (laughs) Yeah. That was out of Tim Burton's hands at that point. <laughs> he did he did that one and did Batman Returns and then shit just got wild. Wonky. <laughs> wonky. Yeah, Jim Carrey just kind of walked in on set one day wearing like a green spandex suit and he wouldn't take it off. Just doing fucking dancing. He gets a buzz cut as the Riddler. I'm like, this is why a Thank buzz you. cut? Thank why you. do we need to see his dick? <laughs> Thank you, Jim. Like, they really just put him in a fucking morph suit? They did. Come on, man. All the budget went towards the bat suit and the Batmobile. Yeah. They had, like, $12 budget left, and they went and... (laughs) Got him his little fucking... (laughs) Bought him a morph suit and a head. Yeah, fucking... Oh, dear God. Riddler mask. No, I'm totally cool with doing a full episode on all the classic (laughs) Batman movies. The Batman deep dive. We missed our chance for the 75th uh, anniversary or whatever a couple years ago. Shit. Shit. Oh, oh, fuck. Shit. Maybe when we get closer to Batman, the brave and the bold. 
but but honestly, I, I love how um, Michael Keaton's still super gung ho about Batman. Yeah, no, it's so cool. And how that relates to Birdman and its existence in general, it's just perfect. It's really insane how like perfectly it all collided together. Absolutely, and it's really funny to watch Michael Keaton in interviews because people will ask him kind of like deeper questions about yeah. the process and about the acting. And I saw him so many times on a, a big board with the director, all of his co-stars. He was like, yeah, yeah that might be a question for the director. <laughs> you just like, field, your, field your questions over here, man. Like I'm, you, I'm just the talent. Yeah, he did so good, though, too. It's like, but he's like, he's not even... <laughs> all the actors have these long-winded responses sometimes, you know what I mean? He's just mm-hmm. like, you know? We, you know, we would, you know, we joked on set about how it was a cosmic gumbo. It's a cosmic gumbo. You know, it's a little bit of uh, drama, a little bit of you know, the you know the exploitation films of the seventies. Oh my god! You know, we we, we kind of called it a cosmic gumbo. Me and Ed Norton. Me and Ed Norton joked on set about how it was a cosmic gumbo. Oh my god! <laughs> this is why no one watches the StoryWorks podcast. <laughs> Unprofessional bullshit. bullshit. So you want me to interview you just as Birdman? Thank you. Thank you very much. Yes, I would. Tim Robinson. Okay. Tim Robinson. There it is. There it is. The, welcome to the try to go one episode of the podcast without referencing Tim Robinson challenge. Parentheses impossible. Yeah, I can't go one day of my life without <laughs> referencing Tim Robinson, dude. I can't talk about it without crying. <laughs> I can't talk about it without laughing. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you very much for tuning we've, in. We've wrapped up. That's another one in the bag. Birdman was so fucking good. I'm so excited to see it again. Oh, yeah. And I'm here for Michael Keaton, a yes, true king sir. and a true Batman. Bring him back. We'll see how he does. Yeah. It'll be good. He's gonna be. It's going to be way easier to move in the suit. I'll tell you that. It's not yeah, one piece of rubber. That's true. We want to see that flexible the action. The one piece? Goodbye. <laughs> I don't. We don't talk about One Piece here. Sorry, um, half of our audience. I was gonna say alienate half of our viewers real quick. Yeah, you know what? Maybe somebody could comment and convince me to watch One Piece. Let's see if Bro, you guys. Can I'll do convince it. you right now. It gets really good around episode five hundred and eighty-seven. Does he find the One Piece? No. Fucking shit. You got, he gets closer to finding that around around episode 876. I'm going to be the Pirate King. But but it really, really gets good around episode 950. And the filler's good too, bro. Just watch it. It's worth it. You fucking got me with, and the filler's good too. <laughs> Good. It's just Luffy getting his driver's license. Luffy gets his license. <laughs> All right, guys. All righty. This was the StoryWorks podcast. Sayonara, everybody. Peace be with you. Namaste. I need some food. Bye. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. That's a crap. That's a wrap. I'm going to go get me a wrap. Wow. <laughs> Oh, baby, thank you for